Informing. Entertaining. The Dan Parsons Show on 1499.3 KLIN. Hey, welcome aboard, Johnny. I'm messing you up again with my mics. Nope, you are not. I was ready. You just came in hotter than you realized. Okay, (laughs) Uh, here I am. Hey, folks, welcome aboard the Thursday edition uh, of the show. We're delighted that you decided to tune us in Uh, because it is, uh, you know, educate, inform, entertain. Let's do all of that. Every darn day, truth over tribalism, principles over partisanship. It's uh, Thursday, November 2nd, 5, 10 in the afternoon. Don't forget to follow us on X, formerly known as Twitter, and the Facebook page. We'd love to connect with you on there. You can see some smiling faces of of uh, yesterday's show. And if you missed yesterday's show, you can always tune in on your favorite podcast platform and catch up with us. Uh, Well, let me plug a couple of events that are coming up uh, today and tomorrow. Uh, As you've heard us talk about on the show a couple different times in the past uh, month or so, tonight is the Nebraska Storytelling Festival, uh, 7 o'clock at the Grand Man. So if you have tickets, uh, I'll see you there. And uh, I think there's probably still some... Uh, some room if you want to stop by. They're 10 bucks, and so uh, some really great stories, some fun stories to be told uh, tonight at the Nebraska Storytelling Festival. And tomorrow, uh, Friday, it's the last drive-in movie of the season for um, uh, your Lincoln Airport. Uh, they're showing Disney's Up, and we'll begin at dark. Food trucks at 6 o'clock, and the event is located on the west side of the airport. And... Uh, Movie is projected on the side of an old Cold War hangar. Uh, attendees, you can stay in your cars, bring blankets. I don't know, it might be a little chilly tonight for outdoors. But anyway, uh, that event is free to the community, but they ask uh, that you register. So just find them on their Facebook page and let them know you're coming. Well, let me tell you what's coming up on tomorrow's show. It is uh, the, the, the true entertaining portion of the week, the Friday Afternoon Club, and Chef Kevin. Uh, has the day off, but I've reached out and I'm going to have a special guest co-host tomorrow. Senator Danielle Conrad's going to join me for the hour tomorrow, so tune in for that. We'll maybe get to see a different side of uh, of Senator Conrad. Uh, you know, this isn't going to be, you know, talking about policy and laws. Well, I'm, I'm sure we'll chat a, a few things, but anyway, we'll get to know Senator Conrad a little bit better on the Friday Afternoon Club. Uh, tune in for that. Well, it's my pleasure, as uh, we often do on Thursdays, uh, to welcome into the studio Mr. Jeff Mall, Executive Director of Visit Lincoln, because it is uh, the small, small business, the business Lincoln Business Roundtable. Small, large, big, in between, Jeff. We welcome everybody. Come one, come all, right? We, we are not prejudiced against small <laughs> or large businesses. We are not. That's just not the Lincoln way. No. I mean, everybody's welcome in this community, and we're doing a lot of great things. So did you get out and enjoy the nice weather today? Uh, Back and forth from the office was about it. Yeah. uh, Yeah, it's gorgeous. It felt really nice today, so it's nice to get a little break from the cold weather and uh, just enough time to pick up leaves this weekend. I think that's giving away what I'm going to be doing over the next two or three days. You know, I I kind of miss that when I hear people say that. You downtown living people. You know, I've given up the snow shoveling and the mowing and the leaf blowing. How is it? It's beautiful. Okay, good. I'll make a note right here. Then I'm gonna I'm gonna push retirement here soon. Yeah. Well, yeah. You're an empty nester, so yeah. you know it's. Yeah. So you don't. You've you've lost uh, your uh, yard workers. I have. I have. I've actually encouraged them to come back over the next two weekends, and I don't think I've heard. I just checked my phone. 
not not a word. Let's call him up. Yeah, I should do that right <laughs> on now. The Put air. Him on the spot in front of millions, right? <laughs> what are you going to do this weekend? <laughs> and don't tell him we're on the air. Just, you know. <laughs> right. Oh, that'd be risky. Well, Jeff, it's the delight to have you in the studio. Yeah, thanks. Uh, always appreciate that. So what's going on? Well, I'll tell you what's going on because I saw it uh, being downtown. Uh, it's state volleyball. Yeah, the streets are alive with uh, state high school volleyball participants, yeah. and uh, you know we're back into our four-day uh, format for state high school volleyball. Things got going in earnest yesterday with Class A, some Class B games, and uh, great attendance. Few upsets. Uh, we had number one uh, Papillion Vista South went down in Class A, and today we've had uh, Overton and Cambridge advancing in D two. Uh, we had Why Not and Meridian advancing in D two as well, and just here in the last hour. Uh, the Guardian Angels, Central Catholic Blue Jays, and Elgin Public, Pope John Wolfpack. Holy semi smokes. That's a mouthful. That is a mouthful. Semi-final bound. And what's neat this year is the NSA has got one of those walls with the brackets at PBA, where when you win, you actually go up and advance yourself in the bracket oh, by putting up the like, tab of your team. Oh, nice. It's really, really cool experience. But, you know, this is this is <clears throat> the most wonderful time of the year when it comes to tourism. <clears throat> you know, millions of dollars of economic impact. But, Dan... You talk about the people that are out and about, the social impact that oh. is state high school volleyball. It's it's like no other. Uh, and again, I see it. Uh, walking back and forth from lunch today, There's uh, the, the hay market is full and uh, from people all over the state. Yeah, it's been a good time, and uh, it's always great to get, to reunite with people and, and just enjoy the experience. And uh, we'll get ready for state football, uh, as you and I talked about last week, uh, here November 20th and 21st, that week of Thanksgiving uh, just uh, put in a good word with the man upstairs. I'd like sunny and 75 That'd that be nice. week. That'd be nice. It's usually a cold week for football, but uh, it's just great to great to do what we do as a community to be welcoming and uh, just you know extending out a welcome mat of sorts. So this nice weather will extend uh, the parks yeah. and uh, the golf courses uh, a few more weeks, hopefully. Yeah, it's, uh, news here just in the last couple of days. Uh, they hit a record or beat last year's total. They had 220 thousand rounds of golf oh played on lincoln city courses is that some kind of a record that's a or? big number that that, that eclipses i think they were right around two hundred thousand in the previous year so i guess like what you said there's people out on courses today yeah everything's fairly green right now. oh yeah yeah so we're excited about that and uh, just happy that the money that the parks keep investing in keeping really good parks and golf courses is a priority in this community um, any updates on, we talked last time you were on, and, and, and by the way, if, yeah. if you're confused of why, uh, Jeff's on back to back Thursdays, it's a, it's a quirk in the system, uh, because Jeff's on, on the first and the fifth Thursdays of the month. And so that's why we get Jeff back to back Jeff. Well, I hope it's a good thing. I, it's a wonderful yeah, thing. Are you kidding concerned me? Concerned out there. You, I know Johnny's concerned. I was going to say I like to think of it as a blessing in the system. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that, right? Oh, yeah. uh, did I introduce you? Say hello to Mr. Johnny Cadillac, producer extraordinaire. All right, it's great to be here. Seventeen minutes in. <laughs> no, that's all right. Well, I, I've he been enjoying the conversation. Oh, <laughs> uh, what would we do without you, Johnny? Well, we'll find out what we'll do without you tomorrow because you're gallivanting around. Yeah, Kansas. Today's my now. Friday afternoon club. I enjoyed a Mountain Dew instead of a cocktail, but <laughs> I'm still I'm treating it like it's Friday. I'm having a good time. Yeah. Well, folks, uh, come back after this little break. We're going to be joined in studio by the man who's organizing the Veterans Parade here in another week or so uh, in downtown Lincoln. We'll be back after these messages. Come on back. 
listening to The Dan Parsons Show on 1499.3 KLIN. Welcome back to the Thursday edition of the show. It's the Lincoln Business Roundtable where we bring in uh, the people that make a difference in the business community. And uh, in this case, it's Mr. Jeff Mall, <clears throat> Executive Director of Visit Lincoln. Jeff, uh, thanks again for showing up appreciate the opportunity dan the the golden tones of mr jeff mall yeah that's right (laughs) (laughs) well uh let me introduce uh, our special guest uh, mr antonio marino who is uh, heading up the lincoln veterans parade which is coming up a week from this sunday uh sunday november 12th uh antonio welcome to the dan parsons show all right thank you for having me absolutely we're delighted that you uh could join us uh uh you know what a great tradition that's been going on now for a few years and uh former city councilman roy christensen kind of spearheaded this effort to uh to have an annual parade in honor of our veterans so uh, tell us a little of the history of how you got involved all right yes uh so yeah roy uh spearheaded the city council uh, efforts to get the parade in uh city around veterans day i kept bugging him sorry i kept bugging him if i could uh be a part of it and finally he said you're leading it (laughs) didn't take a whole lot of effort i suspect to somebody that wants to volunteer that's great antonio and your background you served in yes. The, in the military. Which branch? Yes, I served in the Marine Corps from 99 to 03. Wonderful. Thanks for your service. That Thank you. had to be a great experience. I hope that was a great experience for you. Um, Pretty decent. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this is, we were talking in the pregame a little bit, uh, <coughs> even though there's uh, the parade's been around since 2018, mm-hmm. uh, we missed a year for COVID, so this is the fifth uh, parade? Yes, correct. This is the uh, fifth year of having the parade, and again, like you said, it's going to be on Sunday, November 12th at 2 p.m. Uh, downtown uh, Lincoln on K Street from the Lincoln High to the Capitol Building. Okay, okay. So people can line up. Uh, and, and I'm sorry, it starts at what time? At 2 p.m. 2 p.m. on Sunday, November 12th. Um, and so what, what can we expect? Is it? Uh, uh, tell us what we can expect from the parade. Uh, it's going to be a traditional uh, proper parade. You got uh, veteran uh, service organizations. We got military units. We've got uh, businesses, companies, organizations, nonprofits, uh, marching bands. Um, we have are going to have large inflatables going down the road. Oh, nice. Yeah, that's nice. what I want right there. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> Macy's. Uh, Thanksgiving parade uh, style. Nice, nice. So theme of this year's parade, it seems like we have a theme every year. And and when I say we, our organization is one of the volunteer organizations with the parade, and we just enjoy the opportunity. So what's the theme of this year's parade that's kind of an engagement piece that you guys have? Yeah, so this year's uh, theme for the parade is Veterans in Business. So we want to celebrate and honor those veterans that are in the workforce, either by employment, business leaders, or entrepreneurs. And we also want to highlight those uh, companies that go out of their way to seek and hire uh, veterans to join their team. Jeff, I know the Chamber also emphasizes uh, a business approach of uh, honoring military. Yeah, you know, workforce development, regardless of who we recruit or who we try to bring back into the workforce, that's a big part of what our Partnership for Economic Development is part of, and as well as the Lincoln Chamber of Commerce. The efforts of the VA out on on 70th Street, too, to try to keep people engaged is a big part. So I appreciated the theme because when I read that, I was like, that really means a ton right now because there are a lot of veterans out there that still want to be a part of the workforce. Yes. 
And that's right. kind of what the whole goal is here as well, right? Yes, and uh, that's you know, getting uh, uh, getting people celebrated that are not only they d- finish their service in the military, but they're continuing on doing business uh, into the workforce and also so many veterans that volunteer into uh, philanthropic uh, efforts good. in volunteerism. Well, I just think as a community, and again, uh, good for uh, uh, Roy Christensen to have the vision of <clears throat> of honoring our military uh, in this way. But I think as a community, uh, you know, we used to we don't have a Thanksgiving parade. We used to have a Christmas parade. Yeah, yeah I remember that. And uh, and so I think this is a wonderful tradition, and I'm glad to see it's uh, strong and growing and continuing. So there'll be a little program in there, too, and I think the parade stops right in front of the Capitol. So what's the program look like when they get to the Capitol? Uh, well, actually, uh, years past, we have had the parade stop at front of the Capitol, do an opening ceremony with speeches and things like that. Uh, we've heard the uh, uh, what the city and the spectators have uh, said about that part of the program, and so this year we are not stopping the parade. Okay. At 2 p.m., both the parade line starts at Lincoln High, and also the speeches start at the Capitol building. So you can, if you want to hear the speeches, you can uh, hang around the Capitol building area, or you can listen live on LNK TV, which will be broadcast live. Uh, we'll have the mayor speak, and then our Grand Marshal, John S. Barry Jr. Oh, of nice. Barry Law. Nice. Yeah, that's very nice. Yeah. So then the parade will, uh, as the parade is approaching, They'll have to stop their speeches, which be, shouldn't be a problem. And leading the parade, I want to uh, highlight this. this is a very exciting thing. Coming from up from Kansas is at Fort Riley, we're having a mounted color guard. Oh, nice. So six horses with riders, two guards. Uh, they're going to have their cleanup crew behind them. And then also the Army recruiters are going to have their F-250 uh, pickup, uh, wrapped pickup, right behind there. And then after the parade, they'll be on, in the parking lot on the south side of the Capitol building for a meet and greet. So everybody can go down there, meet the horses and the soldiers, and uh, talk and you know, find out a little bit more about what they do. Very cool. So I assume all branches will be represented in some fashion, uh, and, and as well as the National Guard, uh, maybe? Um, yeah, we have the... Uh, um, we have the National Guard that's going to be either in the parade or have a resource table at the Capitol building. Uh, we have the junior, uh, the Air Force Junior ROTC. They're going to have their cadets in there. The Silver Air, Air Patrol is going to be there. Uh, we have Marine Corps recruiters signed up. And uh, for branches, so far that's all we have. Uh, right now the Navy recruiters office is empty. They're in a transition and won't be filled in for another couple of weeks. So I'm guessing, if you're attending the parade, I know a lot of people out there are thinking, man, we need to go do this. The weather's going to be amazing. No reason not to go. Get your chores done early and head on down to the parade route. Show up in you know patriotic apparel. Bring your flags. Just make mm-hmm. this a really cool experience. Is that what you tell people? Oh, yes, definitely. Uh, yeah, definitely camp out. Find your, your, your best spot uh, since it's going to be such a nice weather. And we've been pushing our marketing uh, a lot more this year. Uh, there's going to be a lot more audiences. Good. Very cool. And remind our listeners the route again, Antonio. Yeah, yeah. the route is on K Street, and it goes from the uh, from Lincoln High School, and all goes westbound all the way to the Capitol building. And if there's about 20 of you out there right now, we'd take them for volunteers now, wouldn't we? Oh, yes. Yeah, so how do they get a hold of you? What's you have a website that they can go to? 
Yes, you can go on our website. It's lincolnveteransparade.org. And you go on there. There's a veterans tab, and you can fill out the, the volunteer form. Or you can also email me at, you know, that's commander at lincolnveteransparade.org. Um, and then also, I will also respond to any of our social media. So we're on Facebook, uh, X, uh, Instagram, and uh, we also have a channel on YouTube. Not the TikTok? You're not doing the TikTok? Nope, I have not dived into uh, the TikToks. <laughs> okay. Well, hey, it's not too late. Uh, anyway. Well, Antonio, it's a pleasure to meet you, and thanks so much for the work that you're doing uh, uh, for, the, uh, for, the, for the wonderful uh, Veterans uh, Parade that's coming up uh, Sunday, November 12th, 2 o'clock in downtown Lincoln. So thanks so much uh, for stopping in. You're very welcome. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Well, uh Come back, because uh, Jeff and I are going to stick around. And uh, coming up in the second half of the show, uh, Tara Knuth, uh, the executive director of Lincoln Children's Museum. We'll see what's going on with the kiddos. Because, hey, weather's changing. Got to put those kiddos someplace because they're not outside as much. So come back and join us uh, for that. And uh, stay tuned for the news. And we'll be back after that here on 1499.3 KLIN. Educating, informing, entertaining. The Dan Parsons Show on 1499.3 KLIN. And welcome back to the Thursday edition. We're delighted that you chose to tune us in. <clears throat> Excuse me. On this uh, Chamber of Commerce, Thursday afternoon here in Lincoln, America, 536, <clears throat> Thursday, November 2. Uh, we're delighted that uh, you chose to tune us in. Uh, let me... A little programming note. Let me tell you what's coming up on tomorrow's show. Uh, it is the Friday Afternoon Club, but a couple of uh, a couple of uh, asterisks uh, next to that. Um, you may have heard me uh, tease out last week that we were going to premiere uh, an episode on the Friday Afternoon Club uh, with Chef Kevin Shin, uh, dating over fifty. Well. Um, some things have happened, and we're not doing that uh, episode tomorrow. For for one thing, Chef Kevin is gone uh, again this week. He, you know, he's finished his portico season, and so he's taken a little time, as he rightly should. So, so the chef is not available. So we're going to push push pause on the dating over fifty. Um, and, and feel free, everybody else in the studio, to to weigh in. Oh yeah, I was going to weigh. <laughs> yeah, in. I think yeah. I think ultimately he's just down about the idea of not being here on a Friday with Johnny Cadillac. So, uh, so unless not, he won't be here tomorrow, so just like I won't be here. So yes, and Johnny will not be here. Uh, but you don't think it's uh, that Kevin maybe had a bad experience in the in the, in the dating world? Oh, I do. Wanna that's where I'm come going. On oh, that's I mean, what that I want to know. Something happened. Well, yeah. and I certainly hope. If uh, Chef Kevin Shin, um, you know, is thinking about dating, he's not thinking about Johnny Cadillac. But <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, meaning that you could give him some tips, Johnny, because you're also single. I am, but no, I was just. But saying, you're not over fifty. Yeah, I'm not over fifty. Well, that's okay, but no, <laughs> I I can say I've I've lived a life and I've learned some experiences, but 
But those over 50 have lived a little more life than I have, so and well, maybe have also learned some experiences. Well, Chef, if, <clears throat> if you're listening, I know you're getting ready for the, uh, the Storytellers Festival, but if you're listening and want to call in and, and defend yourself, uh, feel free. So anyway, <laughs> we're not doing that tomorrow, but let me tell you what we are doing tomorrow. It is the Friday Afternoon Club without Chef Kevin, without dating over 50, and, and my uh, guest co-host tomorrow is State Senator Danielle Conrad. So... Uh, she also doesn't need the dating naps because she's uh, happily married. But anyway, um, all of that to say, that's what's going on tomorrow. I'm just uh, like, where is the show gone this, now? This sounds like an intervention at this point. Like, what are we doing? <laughs> Tara, do you know what you're getting into? I am a little concerned, but that's okay. <laughs> All right, well, let's get the wheels back on the bus here. It is uh, Thursday, and every Thursday we talk about the Lincoln business community. And joining us, as he often does, uh, at least once a month, sometimes twice a month, if we have five Thursdays in the month, uh, Mr. Uh, Jeff Mall, Executive Director of Visit Lincoln. Uh, and, and Jeff, you also don't need the uh, dating over 50. No, no, and if Thank my goodness. wife's listening, yeah, honey, I'm I'm sorry. I'm just here to <laughs> fill some space right now. So, no, but uh, Dan, thank you so much for the opportunity and uh, the opportunity to to let people know and remind people about the impact of tourism and what the tourism skyline looks like. And we've got so many great people in this community that this has been an opportunity for them to tell their story about their their role in, in building the destination. And I'll give you the honor of introducing our next guest here because uh, this is someone that I've been wanting to have on, and we were kind of doing in the pregame here some of the lineage of uh, your position, Tara. But go ahead, Jeff. Yeah, happy today to have her tonight to have on Tara Knuth, Executive Director of the Lincoln Children's Museum. I've known Tara for a quite a few years now and uh want to talk to tara about the children's museum so welcome to the show thanks for having me this is exciting and i'm so excited to be here with you guys well we're delighted to have you here because uh yeah for those of us who have kids or grandkids uh we've spent some hours uh, at the lincoln children's museum through the years and what a great legacy that you step into we were talking about some of the people that have had that position so remind our listeners how long you've had that position tara so i've been here at the lincoln children's museum for eight years wow. um, i guess we were talking the museum's been around for 35 oh, years my gosh. goodness and oh. i think i mean it just kind of that was the greatest conversation i could have had in that hallway um talking about the history and kind of how it all came about to be that's amazing because the thing is, is that families outgrow the museum, but it's always a memory. And that's what we want. It's, it's always a memory. Even if your kiddos outgrow it and you hate that moment when they go, I don't want to go anymore. But we know it happens. But it's always that good feeling and that good memory that comes back. Well, I, it, it has been. I can't believe 35 <laughs> years. Man, I'm dating myself because I remember when, <laughs> when it opened. Um, uh, but it is. It's become a staple of this community and such a beloved uh, uh, partner in, in this city. And so congratulations on, man, eight years. Uh, is that the longest tenure of the director? I don't want to put you on the spot, but uh, it has to be close, maybe. Um, no, I'm sure. I'm sure Marilyn was longer than that. Okay. But I think been. of anyone recently, maybe. But, yeah, I think Marilyn had the longest reign, and she by all means... Should has that crown forever. Absolutely. She did some great things. And you came to us from Kearney, if I remember right. And you had a role with the Children's Museum out there. I did. I came from Kearney um, as the director of the Kearney Children's Museum. And then looking at the opportunity to kind of go up to a, a bigger, um, more longevity of a museum. And looked at Lincoln and loved it. Um, and yeah, it's been a great move for my family here to Lincoln. We love Lincoln. And as well as just being at the museum, I love it. 
Very cool. Um, overall mission of the Children's Museum. Our mission, it's never changed, and that's also what I love, too. In fact, I was going through old boxes and found it, but it's to create, discover, and learn through the power of play. It's so simple when you think about it, but so important, and it happens. It happens every day. Nice. So how has the, uh, just thinking about, you know, I've been in and out of that children's museum when the kiddos were young. You know, they're all gone now. I still remember the good old days of getting in the mole holes, and that was the one thing as an adult I felt like I could do, but... It was really hard sometimes coming back out of there, right? Um, so try it now. Buddy. Yeah, uh, Wait till the grandkids no, show up. Thank you. <laughs> How has the museum? Because I was thinking back to what it was like when I was there. We had the water down in the lower level, right? Everybody yeah. wanted to play in the water. To all the great things that have happened. So paint a picture for us a little bit about the timeline in your tenure. What's changed about the museum? What are some of your favorite things about the museum? And, and just kind of paint that picture for us. I would say if you haven't been to the museum in the last eight years, everything has changed and nothing has changed. Mm-hmm. So in a lot of ways, um, I am I am a sucker for, like I said, those old memories and those old things. So we have the groundhog tunnels are still there. The lunar lander is still taking off every day. The, um, the big red chair for pictures, all those things are still there because those, are, I think, are important to that longevity and those are really those memories and also they're the, the exhibits that last and they won't fall apart so we'll just keep them right because everything else does <laughs> but i think it's in what has changed is we've brought in so much of lincoln so we have a new runza um which is again like so when kids walk in and they get to make a runza and they get they're doing their hamburger and we just added chicken nuggets this year because duh you need chicken nuggets <laughs> all right and so things like that um we've added that in we have union bank um, we've repainted, we've re-carpeted, we've redone all of those type of interior things that is just needed for a refresh sure. in the eight years that I've been there, sure. um, which is important. And if nothing, the museum is always, like I said, change is necessary. So we're having a new ag exhibit that's going to be opening up um, before the end of this year, which will be bringing back the water table. Mm-hmm. And we'll be bringing back some of those things that everyone loves and that it's important to have at the museum. Who are some of your community partners? Uh, I assume, you know, it's such a wonderful opportunity for uh, corporations and other people to partner with you and help educate the kiddos. Um, one of our biggest partnerships and that I'm most proud of since I started is our partnership with LPS. Um, we make sure that every kindergartner visits the Children's Museum. Oh, nice. And that, I think, is so important because... It's unfortunate that they hadn't had the chance yet by the time they get to kindergarten, but a lot haven't. And so the chance that they get to come um, is valuable to them. So they come every year. We also partner with a variety of different agencies from um, Lincoln Industries to Emeritus to Sandhills. I mean, all of those that bring in their group, Zoetis. They want to have families coming in. They want to have something that they can give to their families. So they bring them to the museum for holiday events. They bring them to the museum for memberships, they provide all these things. That's such an added value to an employee that their employer is able to give to them. How do you shift between seasons? I was joking. I remember I did it online or on the air or in the pregame that you know now that the weather is changing and and people or families are thinking, okay, now what? Uh, is do you see the shift in seasons? Uh, how do you how do you deal with that? We definitely do. Um, that fall, that September, October is usually our kind of our slowest time. People are getting back into routines. But once it starts to get cold, that we're the perfect place to come yeah, run absolutely. off energy. But you know that your kids are getting something out of it, um, and you're able to engage. You're able mm-hmm. to play with them. You're able to do all those things with them. Um, the Hausman Cuckoo Tower um, has been there for 
eight years now since I started, and still parents are climbing up there, building the walls, doing all the things. Um, but it's like I said, it's a chance to be able to play together. I'll say that that was the activity. Uh, so you guys are like, oh, this has nothing to do with Johnny Cadillac because he's single and doesn't have kids. <laughs> Might be true, but I am an uncle. And I love going to the Children's oh, nice. Museum with See? my nieces and yeah. my nephew when they're in town. Yeah. And that tower, that's, that's one thing we do every single time. <laughs> yeah, It, it you, never gets old. You can't forget Kazoo. And having him come out, he comes out every on the hour and on the half hour. He's got jokes. He's got all sorts of stuff to say. So we talk a lot about the kiddos. We talk a lot about the parents bring the kiddos. But there are times where you reserve a night or two during the year for adults only. So talk to us about those opportunities. I know those are huge fundraisers as well for the museum. Those are huge fundraisers. And unfortunately, we haven't done them since, um, you know, that nasty C word COVID came. (laughs) But it is something that's coming and we're planning on bringing back in 2024. So again, a chance to get adults, like I said, they're the ones with the memories, they're the ones that remember the things, they're the reasons why I hang on to the big red chair and all those things so they can come back in and they can play with them. Very cool. Yeah. Well, let's take this little break and come back and finish up. Folks, come on back. We're talking Children's Museum. What a great memory for so many of us uh, who have kids that are grown now. But I'm telling you, Jeff, there's not that many years between you and and being a grandparent. Don't rush it. Just let's give it time. (laughs) Oh, Come on back, folks, after these messages. You're listening to The Dan Parsons Show on 1499.3 KLIN. Welcome Welcome back to the Thursday edition, the Lincoln Business Roundtable, where we uh, focus on the business community here in Lincoln and uh, the movers, the shakers, the people that make a difference in our business community. And uh, so welcome back uh, for the for that and uh, let me tell you what's coming up on tomorrow's show it's friday afternoon club the entertaining part of the week uh chef kevin has the day off and so my guest host my guest co-host tomorrow is state senator danielle conrad a familiar voice here on the dan parsons show the past six months so i uh, finagled uh, senator conrad to come in and and co-host with me tomorrow for the Friday Afternoon Club. So tune in for that. Um, and we are visiting with Tara Knuth, the Executive Director of Lincoln Children's Museum, and Mr. Uh, uh, Jeff Mall, the Executive we got a couple of Executive Directors uh, of Visit Lincoln. And, uh, yeah, the Lincoln Children's Museum, a staple of... Uh, of this city and so so many great memories uh, that I have for my family growing up in the city and and uh, you know one of the things Tara that I do because my kiddos are uh, all in South Texas they all got the heck out of here and uh, and that's where my grandkids are too and so I have two grandsons in uh, Corpus Christi and so one of the things that I always try to do as a grandparent is uh, I buy memberships for those grandkids to go to the uh, uh, to something in Corpus Christi, either the Children's Museum or they got a wonderful uh, uh, a um, uh, aquarium. That's the word I was looking for. A wonderful aquarium. So that was that's always kind of my gift uh, at Christmas time. Do you see that a lot uh, for grandparents or parents in in your uh, business? We do. Um, the gift of a membership is a wonderful gift. One is because it lasts all year. I mean, we all know kids get tired of toys and all the gifts that they get for Christmas. But this is something that they can bring back around in the summertime and any time to be able to do it. Um, and if you know, you know, we have a huge Black Friday. Um, sale that we do for various different things and so it's definitely something to be watching for um for an opportunity to get those memberships 
uh, and to be able to kind of spread it, spread the joy around. It's also an opportunity that you can give um, extra. You can give extra so that those that maybe can't afford a membership, um, we do scholarship programs, oh, we nice. do different memberships through that. We also do different admission passes, and it's a great opportunity just to give a little bit of extra when you're giving that gift, especially if you're saving on it already. Maybe you give the remainder over to help another family be able to come to the museum. That's very year. cool. Yeah, just like pulling up into the coffee drive-up. You know, you're going to pay for the person behind you. I like yeah. that. You know, providing providing opportunities for people that can't afford it is such. I think Lincoln people really do that really well. Right? They do. They do. They like to give back. They like to provide. You know, opportunities for those that can't otherwise afford it. And when as we get into the holiday season, that's never a bit more emphasized that you really want to give people the opportunity to go be as part of something special. So appreciate the conversation on that because that's that means a ton to a lot of people. Yeah, because let's face it, there's not a lot of, not everyone can, you know, even though it's very affordable, not everyone can do that. And so, uh, and I love the fact that you have all the kindergartners, uh, as you mentioned earlier, every year come. Obviously, they all, all come at the same time. <laughs> no, it's spread out over many, many weeks, those yeah. kindergarten classes. Um, but we also want people to know that we're part of a Museums for All program which allows you to come in at a $3 admission um, cost. So then that's year-round. You can come in any time, show up. Um, doesn't require a lot of verification or anything. Just come in at for $3. And so we want to do that all year long. We also do Blue Star in the summer that allows uh, military families to be able to come oh, in nice. for free. I mean, mm. there's any opportunity that we can to make the museum accessible to the community, we do. Very cool. Uh, what, what do you need from the community? What's your biggest need right now? Is it, uh, is it more funding? Is it more, what, what is it that you need? I think the number one thing that we would love for the museum, it's all, I mean, funding is always important and having those donations come in at the end of the year helps to sustain us, helps us to get us through into the next year and things like that. Um, but what I would love to see more than anything is I would love to see people back in the museum. Um, we're still coming back from COVID, and it's still um, been kind of a little bit of a climb yeah. um, that we haven't reached those numbers yet. And I know that there are families out there that have come before, and they just haven't, you know, maybe we're out of sight, out of mind, just haven't thought about it. But I would just love to see those families back in the museum um, and enjoying that time. So over the holidays, we're going to have some extra days that we're open. Right now, we're just open Wednesday through Sunday. But when holiday breaks come around and we have those extra couple of days off from school, we're going to be open on those days as well as having camps and all those fun things. And then our traditional things like our um, candy houses will be for sale again this year. So you oh, can nice. pick up your candy house to do um, with your family starting yep. th um, Thanksgiving weekend. As Then we all, of course, have Make Believe Midnight, which is our big New Year's Eve event um, that oh, you can yeah. do during the day. Come yeah. in, do the bubble stop that Jeff was talking uh, about. Tell I us think about that's the, the greatest stop. idea ever. You know the bubble wrap, right? How many times were you caught popping bubble wrap? Can you imagine a full house of kiddos doing that at the Lincoln Children's Museum? There's a TikTok. And, and, and what's neat about that <laughs> yeah. deal is parents want to go out and celebrate New Year's Eve with their friends and family, they get the kiddos done at your event, what, late afternoon? Oh, yeah. Yep. We have a morning session and an afternoon session. So you pick which one fits around nap time and you're able to, you know, get them home to the babysitter so you can enjoy your evening. It's a great concept. Now, the, the, the candy house, the fun thing, are you doing those at the Children's Museum or are they picking those up and taking them home 
and making a mess there. <laughs> <laughs> that mess is actually for home. Which okay, is, okay, that's probably good for yes, you, right? Yes, it is. It's good for us. Um, but you are taking home so much. Yeah. You're taking home everything you need, all the candy, all the frosting, and you're not having to assemble it. It's not like a real gingerbread. It's a cardboard house, so it's not okay. trying to get it to set up perfectly. Yeah. Yeah. Easy. Um, it's easy to do, and it's fun, and it's big. Those, um, those uh, that just warms my heart. I mean, those family traditions that we, hopefully, most of us have grown up and and with our own families done. I think that's uh, that's really cool to to be able to carry that on. Do you still do the sensory events? We do the engagement events. I wanted to hit on that really quickly before we get to the end of the the hour here. But talk to talk to the people at Lincoln about the sensory events that you do and how you kind of identified a niche in there that you, that was kind of missing. Yes. Um, on the third Tuesday of every month, we have um, the museum open. It's a half price admission or else your membership to come in. And we do everything we can to make it a most comfortable position for families to come in. So whether it's the adults, whether it's the kids, um, it doesn't matter. And no matter where, what the need might be, um, it's turning down the lights a little bit lower. It's turning down the music. It's turning off even some of the exhibits, some of the loud noises and things like that. That's not necessary to still have the same experience with it. We turn all that down and all that off so that they can come in. They can really enjoy the museum. Um, but on top of all that, at any time you come to the museum, we have sensory kits at our front desk that you can check out. So if you have a kiddo or someone that's just feeling like a little overstimulated by so much we have going on or it's a busy day, we have different fidget things. We have headphones. We have all sorts of stuff and even a quiet space that they can go into um, to help them um, if they need it. And that's available at all times. I think that's a wonderful uh, addition because, yeah, we all know all of us are wired differently. Some kids have special needs that uh, maybe have, you know, something, you know, that that, that can accommodate uh, all of those kids. Yeah, well, and like I said, I mean, any time, we know it can get loud in there. I mean, bubble stops, so it's probably not the best time to be. (laughs) Stay away from that one. It can get loud, this one on a busy Saturday. And so, you know, that's just different things that we can make, because we want to make sure the museum, again, is accessible for all. No barriers, ever. Very cool. Accessible, downtown parking on all four corners. you got the Larson Garage just up around the corner. So good options for parking and convenience. Yeah, the Larson Garage, University, um, all those. And there's, there's been a lot of parking even out in front of the museum and meter parking. So if you're looking for that, that's available as well. Okay. And Sunday, you don't have to pay uh, yeah. for the parking. So there is not a parking problem in downtown Lincoln. I, if I There's don't mention not, that at least once a week here on the show, uh, I'm going to keep pounding that. Well, Tara Knuth, thank you. Thank you so much for taking time to uh, join us here on the show. Remind our listeners uh, some hours and anything else you want to. Website. Yeah. <laughs> Lincoln Children's Museum. We're open Wednesday through Sunday at lincolnchildrensmuseum.org. And look for those holiday hours, uh, extended hours. Yes, everything and, will be posted, plus anything on social media as well. You can follow us and find any of our information there. Very good. Jeff Mall, my friend, thanks again. Any last words uh, as we go into the weekend? Uh, again, I appreciate Tara. I appreciate every one of our attractions out there and the opportunity to really talk to people about tourism. So thank you so much for your time today. Tara is also a vice chair of our Visitors Promotion Committee oh, nice. and make a lot of key decisions in the tourism world. Yeah. Very cool. Thanks for having me. This is uh, great You're welcome fun. back anytime. Folks, uh, I appreciate you coming on and listening to the show. Thanks again to Antonio Marino, uh, the director of the Veterans Parade that's coming up uh, a week from Sunday at 2 o'clock. Uh, folks, that's the show. That's a wrap. We appreciate you tuning in. Now go do good things.